0: Welcome back to the OCO broadcast series with uh, episode 7 today, uh, specifically on China and its path to recovery. I'm Joachim Arnold, Chief Operating Officer with OCO Global, and today I'm delighted to have two experts based in China join me in this discussion. Yi Sang, General Manager with OCO in China and Chief Representative of the German State of Lower Saxony. Hello Yi.
1: Hi, Joachim. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to do the broadcast.
0: And uh, we also have Gustav Astrum, CEO of Aventura, a leading market entry specialist firm with offices in Shanghai, Hong Kong and Vietnam with us today. Hi. Right, nice to join. So in particular, I'm happy to um, speak to you two since we've uh, collaborated very closely over the last uh, weeks and months to establish the OCO presence in China and also to form a strategic partnership uh, with your firm, Gustav, uh, with Aventura. Uh, to, first of all, you know, help uh, governments to attract foreign direct investment from China, but on the other hand, also to help foreign companies enter the Chinese market. So you, Gustav, you, know, for a couple of weeks now, um, businesses in China are returning to full functioning, to full work. Uh, factories are getting back to pre-crisis production levels, and the country is on the move again with uh, internal travel restrictions um, having been lifted. But still, uh, the first quarter of 2020 is uh, going down in history as the first one to actually show a negative GDP growth in China. Um, and we are facing significant economic disruptions. So in this environment, it's now the big question, uh, you know, how do you see the Chinese economy uh, to bounce back? And does this possibly even happen faster and stronger than other uh, regions in the world? And related to that, you know, we want to discuss what's the prospects of foreign direct investment from China as well as the opportunities for developing business in the Chinese market. Hmm. So Yi, if I uh, start with you on the foreign direct investment side, what is your view on uh, the landscape in foreign direct investment? And where do you see the most promising sectors to attract FDI from China in the short term, but also medium term in post crisis uh, period now?
1: I think uh, sectors like uh, digital economy, medical and health, food and drink, and also automation and AI are very resilient or even promoted during the COVID-19 crisis, which makes them financially capable of FDI short term. Digital economy like e-commerce, telecommuting, online entertainment, online education become daily life worldwide key Chinese players in this sector keep expand their business globally in order to obtain high-end merchandise to better serve the growing needs of Chinese market, or they want to develop overseas markets and increase their international branding. In the middle term, I believe, new infrastructure-related sectors could be interesting. The new infrastructure is a national industrial development strategy, recently promoted by the Chinese central government, including seven areas, such as 5G communication, ultra high-voltage transmission, intercity high-speed railway, charging pipes, big data centers, artificial intelligence, and also industrial internet. These seven areas and their industrial chains will be the focus of industrial development in China for the next decade and will, will also be the main forces for global expansion. Um,
0: thank you for those uh, perspectives and uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, opportunities in those areas both for companies to grow abroad but also for possibly you know, foreign companies doing business in China. So Gustav, Gustav, from your perspective, um, where do you see attractiveness for exporters to do uh, business in China and uh, gain market shares um, in that part? Mm.
2: Well, I think in, in general, I mean, given the situation right now, I think we can see that China is sort of coming back online fairly quickly and sort of the economic wheel is starting to spin, you know, as before. It varies a bit between between sectors, but I think in generally, obviously, the the government here is quite determined to get the economy back on track, and they have sort of the power and the tools to to do so. So I mean, from our perspective, the industries that we are exposed to, we see a quite rapid sort of uh, coming back to 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 sort of a normal state of affairs and state of economy. Um, I, I think in in particularly, you know, there are certain industries that that are interesting. I think in general, the sort of the, the easy days of gaining growth in China for foreign investors are sort of past, but there is still a lot of um, industries, subsectors that, that do have immense growth with very good opportunities for, for foreign companies. Um, to mention a few, I think high tech is definitely one such area where you know, the government here is, is looking at upgrading its industry, opening up a lot of opportunities in everything from ai med tech um, ed tech you know automation, and 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 so forth um where you know there is a lot of incentives in place already from the government in terms of tax breaks um, uh, you know access to land and office um, even investment from the government in in setups in china in some cases um i think consumer sectors is another area where um the consumer market in general is an area that is you know still growing and will continue to grow um you know as the Chinese bit of economy is shifting from a more production oriented to a consumer or domestic consumption driven economy um and you know as you know probably most people are aware of but everything from food nutrition beauty, skincare is still a big you know sector premium segment there's a lot of areas there which present themselves to to uh, even smaller players from, from the West um, that have good opportunities here in China. Um, there is a range of other sectors that have quite recently also opened up um, that was previously more closed or at least there were strict you know restrictions on um, access for foreign companies. Um, financial sectors, financial service sector is one of those that have started to open up. Healthcare area as well has started to open up more and more. So I think that across a wide range of, of, of um, industries, there is you know very good opportunities for foreign players and for foreign companies to 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 enter.
0: Just a quick follow up question on that: um, uh, the market entry obviously is uh, is a, almost is everywhere a challenge, but in particular in China, so it needs expert knowledge. And uh, what areas of service do you see? as uh, particularly of uh, importance of helping exporters uh, do you also see possibly certain type of services uh, requested by exporters the most where there's a particular demand um, that uh, uh, you can detect Uh, can you just elaborate on that point a bit further well i think for everyone
2: for every company you know entering the market i think uh, you know first and foremost i mean doing your Research and a proper feasibility study and understanding the market before you jump into It's sort of a you know step step one and and you know, although it seems quite uh, you know um, Logical uh, a lot of companies don't do that properly. So I think that's you know market research and understanding the market very important part Um, doing proper planning and, and figuring out what kind of entry model you should have in the market Should you go in alone and set up a greenfield? Should you you partner with a local um, company or partner in some form? Um, And then a a gradual growth is what we usually recommend, not going in too heavy um, and instead learn as you go. And then when you have found the right format, the right strategy, um, sort of expand and grow more aggressively. Um, So I think that there's a lot of services along those Forth along those lines, that that can be provided by players like like us, OCO and Aventura, um, that I that I think it you know, makes sense.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Gustav. And uh, you mentioned important word of uh, you know building gradual uh, collaborations and uh, building on cooperations. And we see from the other um, side as well a large interest in cooperating uh, with foreign companies on the on Chinese side and uh, Chinese companies interested to expand abroad um, through various modes of entry. And uh, especially in the, in the past, I mean, the predominant mode was certainly around mergers, around joint ventures. And that's still a very important uh, way of investing abroad. But um, we've also seen some major investments on Greenfield uh, recently. Um, and uh, I could expect that there is more of this kind uh, coming. Uh, Yi, what what is your um, perspective on this uh, area and what type of investments are you expecting in the next years to come from China?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, there there will be three trends regarding greenfield. The first one is Belt Road Initiative related. The investments are mainly in the sectors of manufacturing, infrastructure, transportation, warehouse and logistics, energy, mining, finance, etc. The the second trend is technology related. Companies like Huawei, Alibaba are keeping expanding globally. Even one of these companies are choosing their location of uh, Oversee HQ currently. And uh, for instance, Beijing is home to the headquarters of China's central government owned enterprises, which are main forces of greenfield investment. In addition, it's also the place with the most active venture capital, incubated more than 25,000 high tech companies including ByteDance, JD, Meituan, and Xiaomi. I think those companies will expand globally, mostly greenfield investment. And the third trend is follow the giants. I think automotive OEMs like Great Wall, G. Lee, they built overseas factories and their supplies followed and the companies like CATL is also in this case. Some upstream, some upstream suppliers of CATL are currently planning to follow its steps into Germany. And I believe Greenfield investment will become more and more in the process of Chinese companies embedding into global supply chains and also to avoid the risk of China-U.S. trade war.
0: Well, thank you, uh, Yi. It's uh, very, very interesting, and uh, I'm sure our audience is delighted to hear some concrete names of companies expanding, and there will be an immediate interest um, to connect with those uh, as they plan their expansion. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, this, again, will kind of also lead in another area where um, you know what is happening to the small and medium-sized companies? That's also a big question since uh, we're um, not only working with uh, the very large state-owned enterprises, but also with lots of uh, SMEs. And um, uh, also on the trade side, helping SMEs enter the market is, is an important point. Uh, traditionally, this has been done through uh, missions and through matchmaking events, seminars that were conducted on the ground. In the current times, we have a very challenging environment. Um, And now the question, how do SMEs in the next six to 12 months can seize opportunities, even though probably incapable of traveling into the market? So Gustav, maybe you can just um, outline a bit of what you see in the next uh, year uh, months and and maybe even a year to come uh, where you can help exporters even if they can't travel into china
2: yeah, but i think that in china like in everywhere else you know a lot of meetings have switched now to online meetings like this on zoom and other platforms and and i think that a lot of um Partners and clients that we have are quickly adapting to that, um, and uh, so I mean I think that's that's very clear, and I think a lot of business continues to be run, but be run in this way. Um, I think in inside China, at the moment, the travel is relatively you know free, and that, that happens. You know you can travel to Beijing or you can travel uh, anywhere you want in China. I think that partners, be it governments or organizations like OCO, also. Um, being in the country and being able to sit here or be here to be hands on the ground and be able to support. Um, and I, we have, you know, uh, in the last weeks and months, we have a quite, you know, a big um, sort of a lot of companies that have approached us to fill that kind of function for them in the markets as they cannot travel in. Um, so I think um, I think that's an important role to play. And I think Uh, From my perspective, it feels like business is still, you know, wanting to happen and it's it's
0: happening still. Um, So, yeah. That's encouraging for everyone who's uh, interested in the Chinese market, hearing that opportunities exist and there's a a way into the market. let us uh, discuss one final theme and we've uh, touched on it during this discussion around government initiatives and support in um, uh, helping economies and, and helping sectors flourish but also uh, you know helping companies uh, expand abroad so there's a multitude of uh, initiatives uh, from the Chinese government and uh, we've Seen a new area, a new era of opening up basically. So can you share some consideration what this will mean uh, for Chinese business to expand abroad as well as for companies expanding into China with uh, the new five-year plan coming up in uh, 2021 to 2025? Uh, Maybe you can uh, give it a start and just uh, discuss a a bit what uh, the angle of FDI, and the role of FDI plays in this next uh, big plan.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, in China it's always politic oriented and our President Xi mentioned 27 times of open in his 19th National Congress report. China will stick to its opening up policy and the going out strategies facilitating overseas investments while guarding against the risk. statement jointly released by the National Development and Reform Commission, Ministry of Commerce, People's Bank of China and the State Administration of Foreign Exchange said China will adhere to outbound investment management policies that allow allow enterprises to make its own decisions in accordance with the market situation, international practices and government guidance. For the upcoming five-year plan from 2021, outbound investment will be continuing to play an important role in deepening mutually beneficial cooperation between China and the rest of the world. Supporting policies like uh, tax incentives and the financial support from the bank are provided to the companies to go international.
0: Great, yeah, well, maybe Gustav, you can just uh, follow up on those thoughts and expand a bit of how what that could mean also for companies expanding into China.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think that Um, You know, the the new sort of foreign investment law that was passed in 2017 and coming actually into effect this year, 2020, is is sort of a quite ambitious sort of move from the government to really open up uh, for foreign companies in China and making it easier for foreign investors uh, here. Um, You know, it's a quite comprehensive um, sort of um, regulation around that, but, you know, everything from making the process easier of, of setting up operations and you know coming into China the, the bureaucracy around it um, to sectors that previously have been more or less closed or at least very restricted for foreign investors um, like I mentioned before healthcare financial services one of those where you previously either could not enter or had to go with a local JB partner are, are sort of now you know that's being lifted gradually um, so I think there's a lot of you know uh, opportunities around that. I think in general, the, you know, some of the big issues that have been here for foreign companies and, and investors around uh, rule of law, uh, IP rights, uh, infringement, et cetera, has also been, you know, being taken a lot more seriously. Uh, so um, although it's a gradual process in terms of implementation, you know, we're starting to see strict, stricter enforcement of, of IP laws uh, and protection uh, of, of of IP for foreign firms in China, and and the re- really the ambition is that to from the government to sort of level the playing field more um, and give foreign companies the same sort of standing and and, and sort of opportunities here that uh, you know are given to 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 local companies. Um, that's everything from uh, you know access to financing. Um, how to you know can you participate in, in local tenders etc so all of this is 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 opening up so i think um, this kind of new investment law foreign investment law coupled with the opportunities and growth that we see here i think it's a is a um, you know positive positive development
0: excellent yeah thank you Gustav, and and also thank you uh, yi for your uh, previous comments I think this uh, last sentence uh, sums it up already very nicely around the opportunities that exist and um, there's encouraging, a lot of encouraging news here and I think we need to be realistic that we're in a, a challenging time and um, that things will gradually uh, grow and gradually uh, ramp up again. Uh, But on the other hand uh, the perspectives are fairly bright and I would say there's uh, lots of uh, opportunities across a number of sectors for companies going into China but also for um, Chinese companies going abroad and building relationships with those uh, on government to government level but also uh, government to business and finally as well business to business uh, are bright and are are encouraging and I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, continue working with uh, you two and um, making this uh, journey happen for many of our clients and for um, uh, companies to be successful in uh, the Chinese market. So, um, thank you very much for uh, the information and uh, the great discussion. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, happy to hear comments and uh, questions uh, online and via social.